Yo, welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice pod fucking cast. How are you? How's it going? How is day number a million in lockdown slash quarantine? How are we feeling? How are we moving? How are we sleeping? How are we dreaming? How are we manifesting? What the fuck are we doing even? <sighs> it's been a really hard week and it's Thursday. I'm going to post this um, on Thursday and uh, it's been really hard for me this week. It's been hard the past two weeks to really get um, actually ever since Aries season started, it's been really hard. The pressure to continuously produce and be something that I'm not is insane. The pressure was crushing. And as we approach tourist season, I look for a much needed break. I look to breathe again. My breathing has been so shallow and so irregular. Um, and I, and it's not because I'm not sleeping. It's not because I'm sick. Um, it's because I feel pushed into a place that is not of my doing. And that sounds like super control freak shit right there. But I feel like I've been backed up into a corner and I know it's just mental a lot of airy season for me was clearing shit out um like fast um in my feelings in my soul in my head in my heart everywhere um that was nice uh I've been doing a lot of reflecting and meditating which has been really good but it's also equal parts anxiety and having the pressure of okay i've cleared all this out now what do i what can i do okay this i've i'm done healing okay now what do i what do i have to do what can i do with this now i have all this open space in my life and in my heart how can i fill it up so that leads to online shopping that leads to bad behavior and bad choices in eating Um, And all of that stuff. And so as I am trying to catch my breath, I am very much aware that I need to slow down. I need to stop. I'm sitting here with my computer and I was looking for phone cases and I've been doing that the whole day. And my morning was just taken up by just stuff that I had to do, which was nice. But the whole day just felt like a waste. And I haven't felt like that since before quarantine started. And I hate feeling like that. (laughs) I hate not being in a state of flow. Um, Yesterday, I wrote a document... Uh, and sent it off to my manager and it was great it was it, I was in a state of flow whenever I'm writing I'm in a state of flow 
I notice that now. It's because everything just comes very directly. Everything has, nothing has um, any safeguards. It's just me uninhibited. And I've noticed that I've been talking that way as well, which has been really nice um, since I'm one to bottle up everything I want to say. So actually saying it and speaking up is uh, God sent. It's a gift. And I hope to keep that same energy like forever. (laughs) I really like the way that I am able to express myself and be true. I've cried uh, many times in front of people this week and the last week. And that has been crazy. I've never done... I don't cry in front of people. I, I, Me and my mom watched a movie like every day for the past like week and a half. And I've just been like crying. And it's been just the feeling and the emotion has been like oozing out of me. And then like my mom's like a doll. She doesn't care. And, but I've never done that before. I've always hidden my tears. I've always hidden my emotion from my mom and my parents and everybody because that's a sacred space for me. And also, I don't think that I will be held um, in the way that I need to be to feel safe, to emote. So um, I've never made it a point to cry in front of somebody, not even boyfriends like my ex uh the one that i cheated on god um he never really saw me cry he's seen me sad he's seen me down um but i've always held back tears for some reason um i just never felt safe enough i've never felt safe in front of any man to cry but this quarantine has really taught me that i can when I feel safe, I can really let my emotions flow out of me and to clear that space. And so that's been a really big revelation uh, for me. Uh, it's been a breakthrough. Vulnerability is something that I struggle with on and off. Um, I've struggled with it for years. I had a coaching session with my mentor and my bo- uh, my coach from work, and he... Um, sort of made it a point to tell me like I maybe I need to be a little bit more vulnerable and therefore vocal um in like work conference calls and that was weird to me because I've never had any feedback from any boss saying hey you need to speak up more or um hey you need to tell me how you are doing or how you're feeling or hey you need to participate like I've never had that like I've always been told to shut the fuck up and I've always been told to be quiet and I've never by boyfriends by teachers by my parents by my family members by friends by everybody um that I've come in contact with like okay just chill in one way or another um so I think that maybe stuck with me and it's been this like constant battle between am I saying too much or am I saying too little and in this case at work I'm saying too little which is really weird and I have a lot of guard up um and uh he brought that to my attention and then he's a Pisces so obviously we get along 
and he, I, I was telling him like, you know, you're very artistic because we were talking like after our session was over, we were just kind of like shooting the shit. I'm like, Hey, what's your sign? And he's like, cause I do all of this. I'm interested in all this. And he knows it. He's so like, great. Um, and, uh, he's like hey he's like yeah i'm a pisces and i'm like oh man you're this this and then i brought up the word creative and he's like i don't see myself as creative at all and i'm like well creativity comes in a lot of different ways it doesn't mean that you're like drawing and painting constantly it could mean writing it could mean different things for different people and he said you know whenever i go into a conference call and i know there's a lot of people on there i don't have any notes and i see it as a blank canvas i'm like well you just sort of counteracted your point about what you said about your you not being creative and he kind of took a pause and he's like oh shit like yeah that's true and i'm like and at the end of these conferences you've painted a masterpiece you've painted something that somebody can take away with and resonate with and he's like wow that's like that that was an aha moment for him ew i hate that fucking term fuck oprah fuck that it was like a light bulb moment for him and i felt like really good that i could give him that I think from that discussion, I extracted that I don't need to be scared to speak up anymore. I don't need to be scared or worried about, oh, you know, how people are going to receive it or how things are just might not work out the way that I need them to or um, I'm not worthy of a contribution. Am I? And if I do contribute, it's not useful. Like all of that stuff, like all of this shit that I've been struggling with my whole life, I don't need to worry about that. And I never had, have, to be honest. Like, I've never had to worry about that. But, you know, shit happens. You guys know. If you've been with my podcast for a bit, you you know the struggles. You know the darkness that I fight every single day to be the person that I need to be um, on this podcast. Which is definitely my higher self. Which is definitely an honest, more authentic version of myself than I am every single day. Um, I am fragments of this woman right now. And... I try to have a complete picture every single day of myself, but it's really hard. Um, And it's really hard to keep all the wheels turning and everything going on all cylinders or not at all in this like cohesive person. Um, For me, that's hard. Maybe for some other people, I don't know like what their life is, but maybe it's easier for them to to keep it together um, more consistently, but it's really not a a strength of mine but what is a strength of mine is to really understand and love myself regardless and to somehow find the courage and the bravery to talk to you guys every single however many days I do this <laughs> um I love it it's like the light of my life this is like my baby and um I I feel like this is art for me this is this is my art that I'm putting out into the world and it's really scary that um people get to listen to it but it's really fun and it's really um liberating and it defines a lot of what I've been scared of for so long it really brings that out into the forefront like this is the stuff that you're scared of okay let's like face it head on and like do something with it let's create art out of your misery (laughs) And that's what I look to do. I I um, didn't really go into this wanting to do anything. Really, I, I came into this because I knew I had stuff to say and I knew I needed to say it. Um, what I got back in return was a lot of space to be myself, which I haven't had. So um, 
that's that's amazing i'm not really sure what this episode is about uh my heater's not in the background because it's fucking freezing it's like one degree outside one degree celsius fahrenheit honestly i have no idea but i'm in canada so we use like the good system instead of the states and they use like a stupid system um and it's like snowing on and off and it's like kind of cloudy and yeah it's gross wow weather talk fun love it um i hope airy season is really working out for you guys um i guess what i wanted to kind of dive into was love um as it is the undercurrent of everything that i do and what and it is the shining light in all of the craziness that's going on in the world and it's also something that is very triggering for me and really points to all of my soft spots and insecurities um and really brings it like i said to the forefront love does and really takes me to a place and challenges me to be better and to explore parts of myself that i've neglected and orphaned since i was a little kid since i was born and love for me has always been combative and it's always been aggressive and it's always been violent and it's always been sad and I read somewhere that somebody with a Pisces rising placement, which is what I have, suffering is sort of ingrained in them. And that's really sad to me. I hate that. I hate that suffering is something that I've expected in relationships. And it hasn't really, obviously it hasn't served me well. I have never gotten what I wanted out of a relationship. It's always just missed the mark. Um, Whether it's my fault, their fault, our fault timing situation whatever it is there's never been an alignment there's always been friction and there's always been aggression and that has happened to me consistently enough where i equate love with aggression and i guess it's really fitting to talk about aggression and mars and um within airy season and what that means um in humanity and what that means for love and how mars in my opinion can color love a very aggressive shade and make us sort of fall victim to our most primal needs and our most aggressive tendencies and it really hurts i am mars world um traditionally as a scorpio sun and it hurts to love feels like sandpaper (laughs) And I have come to accept, I did the episode with Lily um, about the five non-negotiable qualities that I want in my partner. And that really popped off a mentality in me like, oh, wow, I have all these qualities I want somebody to be. I am those qualities. Every single day I embody those qualities whether it's in um, like in fragments, in holes, in everything else, I embody those qualities even in quarantine. Um, whether my internal messy dialogue wants to admit it or not, um, that episode really popped off a mentality in me saying, hey, I deserve those qualities. I don't have to like do much healing anymore i've healed i've i've come to the conclusion 
because I know myself best that I've really turned a new leaf and turned a new leaf is that a saying I've really turned a corner and I know that my healing is over I'm not that broken little child that is constantly asking people for validation and wanting love and looking for love and never feeling lovable. I'm a woman that deserves all of that and more because I bring that. And in earlier of my episodes, I I talk about the table. I talk about what you bring to the table and I, I scream at the top of my lungs at some points in the episodes saying I am the table I am the table and that was me sort of you know flipping the page ripping the pages throwing the book out the window and owning my life and sometimes it comes off in aggressive violent (laughs) dramatic ways but that is freedom for me now I just said you know like love for me has always been like sandpaper and the aggression and the violence and the toxicity has always been like second skin. Um, but for me, all of those things have lie on a spectrum. So violence, aggression and toxicity for me in relationships has looked like settling for nothing, settling for crumbs giving everything in the in the neediest clingiest ignorant ways allowing myself to be gaslit every single day blaming myself for not being the perfect fill in the blank wife girlfriend homemaker mom sister daughter in-law <laughs> friend cousin whatever and and using that as an excuse to stay small and also allowing my partner to expose that to really give in to his most primal and disgusting tendencies that's what violence aggression and toxicity looks like to me in relationships the aggression that i talk about that fuels me is passion is vision is love and it i am derived of that that is my foundation and I have always mixed those up I have always mixed toxicity aggression and violence with passion I have always mixed toxicity violence and aggression with love and compassion I've always mixed up control and jealousy with love I've I've never been able to decipher the the positive and the negative and what those qualities are and where they stand on this spectrum 
And that's why love has always been this dangerous place that I could never be myself. And when I did get aggressive and passionate and um, confident and sexy, it was always met with... the other stuff, the violence, the abuse, the gaslighting, the manipulation. So those things always mixed. Like I, so I assumed that whenever I was aggressive and passionate, it was because I, I, it's because it wasn't fuel. It was, it was just draining me because it was mixing with my partner's need for control and my partner's need to keep me small and my partner's need to um, manipulate me so he felt better and and so it was never really a good thing for me to be my most natural self and all of those qualities that we talked about about how my partner needs to have a spiritual connection how he needs to be a room tilter how he needs to um uh, you know, be ambitious and all of that stuff. I never thought that having those qualities were ever something that was for me. Or I always thought that those qualities were there, did not exist in the most positive light. <laughs> in the most positive light. I always assumed that those qualities were... I was always going to maybe get a version of those qualities, but it was going to be like the shadow side of those qualities. I was always so used to the shadow side of those qualities that I never knew what it looked like when a man was ambitious but still prioritized me. I always knew what, a, what, a, what it looked like when a man was ambitious and a workaholic. I never knew what it looked like when a man was spiritually connected to something bigger than him and allowed it to elevate both of us. I was always used to the spiritual connection um, that was associated with religious belief and casteism and made me feel even more isolated and different from him. So I always got the shadow shit of those qualities. And I knew I wanted those qualities, but I would always mistake those qualities for... Like, if I saw that quality, if I saw a man that was, like, overly religious or, like, talked about how he's from a caste that is the highest caste or, or talked about how, you know, uh, he has no time for relationships or me because he's out getting, getting, you know, building his kingdom and all that stuff. I always assumed that that's what I actually wanted. Like, oh, it's fine that he doesn't have time for me because he's out, he's, he's ambitious and that's the type of guy that I want. I want somebody ambitious. No, that's not how it works. I want somebody ambitious, yes, but I still want to be a priority. I still want him to know that I am of value to him, that he should be ambitious with me and about me. Like, you know what I mean? And and that ambition is so that we are able to elevate together, so that we are able to build together, so that he is able to take his ambitious and adventurous and um, goal-oriented side and help my shit too, and vice versa, because I'm highly ambitious as well and career-oriented. But like, you know, as a 
as a partnership. And if a man is spiritually connected, um, you know, the shadow side is, you know, overly religious and identifying with a cast that has nothing to do with him. That was made before eons before he was even born. But he somehow falls into this false narrative of thinking that it, it is a part of him. And therefore isolating me because I am not of that caste or I am not of that religion. But we are still together. Um, so not having that and not wanting that part, but associating spiritual connection with he knows that he is not the only thing in this world and he is unattached from his ego as a human man can be and uses spirituality to elevate both of us to get us to a place where we are we know that there's something beyond us and therefore we are not trying to control every single thing in each other's lives you know what i mean like i can go on and on but i hope this makes sense by the way i know this is very abstract and i don't know how many listens this is gonna get but um I I just want to say that I'm no longer looking at the shadow side of any of these qualities. I'm no longer looking at what is, I'm no longer looking at the darkest because I come from the dark and I live in the dark and I, I brood in the dark and I don't want to be that anymore. And I don't want to look in to men and potential partners and only want the darkest sides of them. I'm definitely an investigator and I'm curious and I want to know everything about you, but I don't want to just look at the darkest parts of you and seeing how that fares. You know what I mean? I I want to see the best in you. I want to, I want to see the light too. I want to be in the light. I want to bask in the light. I want to laugh and smile and love and light. You know, I don't know if this made any sense, but this was like kind of like a brain dump. I I think this is more of like a stream of consciousness sort of um, peeking through and coming out and really allowing myself to indulge in my abstract thinking. Um, If you relate to any part of this, if you relate to, you know, seeing the darker sides of yourself and expecting that from other people but then knowing that that is being self-aware enough to know that that's not the be all ends all i'm there with you you know it doesn't always have to be this it doesn't always have to be suffering we don't always have to suffer it's not a mandatory experience to suffer not anymore I can be happy. I can choose to be happy every single day um, with a partner that also chooses that every single day. And I'm not saying, you know, dark days won't come and, and, you know, some days are not perfect and all of that stuff. But that should be... Dark days should not be the norm. We should be so, so used to the light that when bad things happen or when dark things happen or when issues come about, problems arise, 
it is squashed because we are so used to the light that the darkness is very obvious and a challenge that we can both sort of get through um, willingly and eagerly to get back to the light. I don't want it to be the other way around. I love you guys. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for putting up with my shit. (laughs) Um, I hope that you're enjoying this quarantine. I know that's a stupid thing to say, but I hope that you're, you're not, you're choosing not to suffer through this quarantine. You're choosing to, to elevate a little bit. I know that's really hard and I'm, this is for me to me. Um, but I hope you're choosing the light. I will, if you will. (laughs) Peace.